You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about one of the three businesses that Transworld is in. And, of course, we're business brokers. We sell businesses and existing businesses to buyers. We also help people buy a franchise. So we have over 300 franchises for sale. And the last thing we do, and we do it really well, is we help people become franchises. We help businesses who are thinking about expanding, who have a great business model, and who want to expand through the franchising model. And that's not the easiest thing in the world to become a franchisor. So we're going to talk to a lot of people today about a few people today about their stories about how they franchised. And but first, we're going to talk a little bit about franchising your business. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is honestly one of the my favorite things that we do because it's really fun to see businesses grow. And growing through franchising really provides a lot of benefits and a lot of leverage. Really, leverage of the capital without risk of debt or equity on the owner because you're selling franchises to other owners who are going to share in that investment with you by opening up locations all across the country and and even eventually internationally. And, you know, franchising is a really big business, right, Andy? There's got There's tons of stats that show how much impact franchises provide to the U.S. economy. Yeah, franchising is blowing up. I mean, literally blowing up. It is becoming more and more popular. All you have to do is drive down the street and look at all the different businesses that are popping up in shopping centers. And people let, you know, even the landlords and and investors love franchising. Why? Because it works for the most part. You know, and franchise businesses uh, are the cause of 21 million jobs or almost 15% or over 15% of the U.S. private sector jobs right now. And it's, you know, the cause of $2.3 trillion of annual output or again, over 11% of all private sector output in the United States. So it's a huge part of, you know, the economy right now. And, you know, it's it's a great way for people to get into business uh, for the first time, you know, and we're going to do a pot, you know, we'll do another episode just on, you know, franchising and talking about why you would want to buy a franchise. Uh, but today we're going to talk about your business becoming a franchise. 
Yeah. And, and really on, on the owner's side, the franchisor's side, as we call it, is, you know, you have this model where you can share your processes and systems and kind of your recipe for success to fuel your growth while earning royalties or, you know, a stream of income while you have people that are really, really invested in your business and the growth of the business all around the world. So there's some great benefits to it, but there's also, it's not easy to do, right? There's a lot of legal aspects that you have to be careful of with franchising. Yeah. Franchising is highly regulated by the FTC. And we're going to talk about some of those regulations today uh, and go into it a little bit. And there's some documentation you're going to need. And there is legal work that you have to do up front. And there are a lot of states uh, are have their individual franchising departments that you're going to have to register with. And it is very difficult. And it's a daunting test, which I found out, which we're going to yeah. talk about. Yeah, we get to hear your story today of, you know, your your story about franchising the business and what it was like. But yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy process. And definitely having the right partner to help you through that process, through all the legalities and even outside of the legal stuff, you have to figure out how you're going to set up your territory and your franchise fees and your royalties. And it's like setting up a whole different business. It's a whole new business model. You know, I'll tell you what's really expensive. Going out there with the wrong business model or the wrong business strategy or the wrong basically value proposition is is just not going to work. And then it's really difficult to unwind it. So we're going to talk about some of that and you'll hear people's stories. And if you're thinking about franchising your business, this is a great podcast to listen to. Yeah, I think we've got some some great entrepreneurs and really looking forward to hearing their stories today. So let's kick it off. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. So welcome back, everybody. Today, as you know, we're talking about transitioning your small business into a franchise company. And with me, I have Danette from Greenleaf Massage and Sports Recovery. Hey, Danette, how are you? Why don't you just give us an introduction and say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Yes, I am Danette, and I am the franchisor of Greenleaf Massage and Sports Recovery. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Well, why don't you just start, give everybody your story. Like, how did you start the business? What was the original idea for the company? Yeah, absolutely. I have been a a massage therapist since 2004 and was working very part-time. I had two small children at home at the time, was a stay-at-home mom. Um, Then we had our third and really started to um, launch this business in 2009 was the bigger vision, the bigger idea. 2010, we created the business. And then in 2011 is when I really uh, opened an office, started hiring therapists um, besides myself, had a front desk staff, and really just launched this business from January of 2011 until um, really 2017. We were growing pretty, pretty consistently over those six years. And then in 2017, we decided to franchise Um, from that small business. We had five locations at that time and knew that we just needed the stability of the franchise model in order to add value to all of our offices, add value to all of our um, existing people in our organization. Um, So that that's what kind of launched the franchising. 
did you always want a franchise or was that something that kind of came to be further into the growth? It was something that I really didn't ever think about. The The growth prompted the franchising because, again, we needed that stability. We understood franchising, um, but I initially I don't think I had the, um, the vision as big as what a franchise would um, entail. And so as we grew uh, one office, two offices to five offices, we just really, it was a natural transition. Um, rather, you know, I hear stories of people who initially have an idea and they immediately go into franchising. I didn't do it that way. I was more of this smaller business mindset and it really through the growth just naturally transitioned. So you do hear a lot about some companies that want to franchise from the beginning, but it it didn't sound it doesn't sound like that was what Greenleaf was. So when you got into the franchise process, what was it like? Were did you expect um, the amount of work that came with franchising? Were there things that appeared that were unexpected in the process? Well, it, it's interesting because of the years that we had already been building this business. It was a pretty simple transition, really, because we had a lot of the foundation of the business already built. The franchising process just put it into more organized systems and an organized operations manual um, and really helped us to uh, just really the organization piece of what we had already done was what... It, it was actually very simple. And the, the company that we worked with was phenomenal as far as connecting us with the people that we needed to talk to. The legal department was fantastic. Uh, it was really a, a simple transition. It was, it was great. How long did it take? The entire process probably took about seven or eight months. And that was including the trademark licensing um, with the government. And the actual franchising piece probably wasn't that long. Um, maybe three months, but then getting the um, trademark was probably seven or eight months, I would say. What happens afterwards? Like, what is your role of, you know, founder of Greenleaf? How does that transition from, you know, you weren't a franchise and now you are? So how did, how did your day-to-day change? Well, it's a lot more support than what I was doing. A lot more, uh, the, the day-to-day operations um, with owning an office and then moving into the franchise or role it, it's a lot more uh, support of the franchisees, really, you know, continuing to do research and development in our in our industry and training and supporting our our franchisees is really kind of what my role has become. So it's more like a business coach at this point for your franchisees. It is. Yeah, I, that's a good that's a good analogy. Um, yes, I should take some coaching classes so I get better at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a lot of support. It's a lot of um, training, you know, training and making sure that the systems are being followed and effective for their success and for our success. One of the things I see a lot of new franchisors struggle with that you guys have done really well is how, how do you attract new franchisees? How do you sell new units and acquire new owners? Yes, that's a good question for my husband. But uh, really, it's working with companies like yourself, like Transworld, Um, and different lead sources that we are engaging to create that, that awareness of our business and what, who we are and what we stand for, what makes us different in our industry. But it's really working with 
companies like yourself to really expose our brand. Yeah. Yeah. Brokers can be a big help and the lead sources. That, that's, that's a good point. So now you're done. You're full franchise or you've got a bunch of new units. What What's next for Greenleaf? What are the future plans? Yes. Growth really. It's um, fine-tuning our systems, fine-tuning our training and really just positioning ourselves for growth you know, across the U.S. We have interest right now in Texas and Arizona, which are great strategic for us as far as location geographically. It's it's a um, it's great. We're in Colorado, uh, so we have interest there, and really just expanding as the opportunity presents itself, and then actively seeking those communities that we know we want to be in. But definitely growth, um, and again, encouraging and supporting our existing franchisees so that they are are successful. All right. So before we wrap up the interview, Danette, like what key piece of pieces of advice would you give a business owner that's thinking about franchising their company? Yes, absolutely. I would connect with a very reputable company, first of all, um, who can advise you in that area. We, we were um, part of an organization that really walked us through the process and it made it very simple. Uh, another thing is just as a business owner, as anybody listening and is a business owner knows it's perseverance, it's consistency, and it's working your business every single day, not giving up. There are hard days, but there are wonderful benefits and rewards to owning your own business and franchising as well. Um, just seeing the big picture as well of franchising and, and knowing that you're adding value to your own organization and to your franchisees businesses as well. That's great advice. So partner with a, a great advisor, persevere and, and, focus on delivering the value. I think those are great pieces of advice. Well, for the listeners out there, if you want to learn more about Danette and Greenleaf, you can visit them at greenleafmassagesportsrecovery.com. And we'll also put those in the show notes. But Danette, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story with the listeners. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. So in 15 and a half years, uh, we're going to call this the deal of the week because Marty came to me after closing this deal and said, this was the most incredibly uh, complicated, difficult deal you've done, or at least with the characters. Well, it, it was it, it was certainly challenging. It had all the ingredients uh, of, of a challenging deal from the expectations of the seller to the demands of the buyer. But it was uh, it was really a special deal because uh, we were able to find the perfect buyer for the seller, get the seller um, their price. They were very demanding uh, and, and their expectations on their sale price. And we found a buyer that was in the industry that wanted to grow uh, through acquisition and was willing, was willing to pay a premium for the business. But... It did come with some complications, uh, sales revenues, um, losing some customers, uh, 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 financing challenges, um, landlord issues, all which were uh, resolved step by step. And at the end of the day, we're able to, uh, to finalize the transaction. Wow. So let's get a little bit about the deal. Uh how much did the deal sell for? What were the, what was the price? What was the down payment? And what was the earnings? So we could get an idea of 
Okay. The 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 uh, the sale price of the business was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It included about uh, about uh, twenty nine thousand dollars worth of receivables. Uh, and uh, the down payment, well, it was it was the, it was the SBA financing, so there was lender financing involved because the buyer obviously wanted to leverage uh, her her money, and uh, since she was in the business, uh, she was able to do that. But what made it complicated was that the the seller's earnings uh, from from and and 2017. Uh, compared to 2016, were were down. They had lost some customers. Uh, we had uh, we had a seller discretionary earnings of uh, of about sixty nine thousand, call it seventy thousand dollars, and uh, we were able to sell the business for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean that included twenty nine thousand dollars in receivables. So I mean three hundred and you know twenty thousand dollars based on seventy thousand dollars. That uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, that's a that's a really uh, strong multiple for a business like that. So you know, again, it might just point to that you know finding the right buyer is very important in these types of deals, and also you know having a broker that can obviously go out there and scour the universe to find the perfect strategic buyer to get a deal like this done. No, oh, well, we had a couple things that. That that we were able to bring to light that allowed it for sale for the multiple it did. Um, um, the 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 seller um, uh, once again was in the uniform business and and they did business to business. That was their business. So um, talking about uh, competitors or people who would be strategic perfect buyers, uh, my buyer was. I had uh, a few years back sold this. Uh, a buyer uh, a business and uh, so she had a location she had uh, operating expenses that she was able to fold in to the seller's business so she could save on a rent factor she could save now on um, embroidery and screen printing uh, there were certain employee there were some real cost savings plus she was able to get a salesperson uh, in, in into her business which she needed uh, so there were some real strategic um, components that that really made the business more valuable only to this particular buyer. Well, and that's what it takes to get a deal like this done. Okay, so one of the stories that we have today of someone franchising their business is actually Andy. And um, if you listened to our first podcast, we heard a little bit about Andy's founding story and how he's grown Transworld to the global brand it is today. But Andy, obviously at some point in that growth, when you were growing it in Florida, there was a time and place where you thought about franchising as a, as a growth strategy. So tell us a little bit about that. Like when and why did you make that decision? You know, we, we made that decision based on our growth in Florida when we started to get geographically very large, right? So our offices were headquartered in Fort Lauderdale and our farthest office was up in Jacksonville and we were running those offices and we had some people that would travel around. Uh, but you know, the day to day kind of running of an office, hiring people, firing people, uh, was difficult. Uh, you know, Jacksonville is either a plane flight or about five hours away. So, you know, one day I remember specifically where we had to go up and, you know, hire and, and a new 
administration person and and basically let go of the one that was working for us that turned out to be a reality tv star which is a whole nother story for another day (laughs) different podcast yeah well that's that that's like you know you should google people you're hiring anyway and she's a wonderful person still keep in touch with her but anyway we what we you know we were literally drawing short straws who was going to basically drive 10 hours, five hours each way to go, let this person go and try to find someone. And then, you know, somebody was going to have to stay there for three days to try to find someone to replace her. And, you know, that, you know, and sure you could have management in place and stuff, but it's like, you know, what are we going to do when we want to launch Atlanta and Charlotte? You know, we're going to have to get on planes. We're going to have to hire individual people. We're going to have to get up there on a regular basis. And, you know, just the cost of that start to become prohibitive. And then the startup costs, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to put money into your local, you know, offices, or are you going to spend, you know, capital that you could deploy locally or internally and make a big risk in a new city and have, you know, all that money uh, go out and then try to hire people to do that. So you have lack of talent, you have lack of resources, and then you have that whole distance factor and not being there. So we just got together and said, okay, well, what's, how can we solve that? You know, how do we get people that are, you know, have skin in the game and are invested and how do we, you know, we could do that through stock or partnerships or kind of things. And then how do we do that? You know, training people and getting people, you know, and expanding using their capital. And we're like, well, that's called franchising. (laughs) And that sounds like the best way for us to go, and expand trans world. So we started to explore that. So when you're exploring it, you're educating yourself about the process, I assume. But like when when you got into the process of franchising and, you know, actually doing the documentation and prepping to go to market, what were things that you didn't expect or surprises along the way that you hit in that process? Well, the immediate thing was that we finally realized or initially realized that, wow, franchising and being a franchisor is much different than the day-to-day operations of running a business. So just the legal issues and the sales process of being in the game of going to shows and having outside salespeople and trying to get those people to come, uh, you know, and whether or not you're going to have discovery days where people come to visit you and how they're going to find out more information about you. And, and then just the legality of all that, you can't, you have to be very careful about how you engage franchise buyers. So that overwhelmed us. We just literally threw up our hands and said, Hey, that's probably not our game. We're not going to do that because it's, it, it is cost prohibitive. It's very expensive to quote unquote do it independently, and it's uh, very complicated. So you know, so we were completely overwhelmed. So what did you decide to do? Because obviously you went through with the process. So what was your solution to it? Well, our solution was to go out there and find a franchisor that we could work with, and it just so happened that we were talking to some franchise attorneys, and they partnered us with United Franchise Group, and United Franchise Group. Uh, was a company that had already started a business brokerage and was kind of just launching it. And the timing was perfect for us to get together at a partner. And so they had, you know, they're the owners of Sinorama and fully promoted and some other brands that had been around for a long time. And so they 
had launched this business brokerage. So they had done all the paperwork, they had registered in all 50 states, and they had actually started selling franchises. So we got together and we decided to co-brand Transworld and launch Transworld nationally and then eventually internationally. Yeah, and it's been a great partnership. So, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because you guys were selling businesses before, but one of the things we see with a lot of our clients is they get all the franchise paperwork done, they're ready to launch, but then they're trying to figure out how do you sell franchises? Because most of them are in a business where maybe they're running a restaurant or a service business, and then all of a sudden now they're selling businesses. But you guys were doing that already. So was the transition to selling franchises difficult or how did how did you expand as quickly as you did? Well, again, we had good partners uh, who helped us hire the right people. Uh, and we had some good advice from United Franchise Group. And, you know, we hired people that are franchising experts that have been in the franchising world for many decades. And so, you know, our current president, Bill Luce, has been in uh, franchising for almost 30 years. And uh, we have many other people that are a part of Transworld, you know, through United Franchise Group that are now a part of Transworld. And so, you know, when we saw that whole process go through uh, and, and, and United Franchise Group had done it for us and done it for other people, we said, hey, we'd love to offer this as a service at Transworld. So that's why we came up with the idea of actually packaging up and bringing down the price of franchising your business and kind of, you know, franchising that concept that we have it down now, Pat, of exactly what needs to get done to package up your business, bring it to market and eventually sell it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good all in one service. And it's, it really serves a need in the market not just because we're doing it, but it's a big need that I see a lot of owners and new franchisors um, struggle with. Um, So, you know, looking back, your role as owner 10 years ago versus your role now, like how has your day-to-day changed? Are you still running? Because I mean, you're in a unique situation too, where you still own a number of offices, as we call corporate units. Um, but your role as franchisor, that's not running like a day-to-day business. It's more of a, a coaching role, right? With your franchisees or what does that look like? Yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, my role on one level hasn't changed. I, I always see my role at Transworld from the day I bought Transworld and I was a young uh, executive and I felt like I was perhaps not even uh, experienced enough for the people that I had with me. So I looked at everybody who was at Transworld. And I said, here I am, I'm a facilitator. I am going to provide you tools to succeed. And, and so my role in that point hasn't changed. I mean, we have one customer, our franchisee, and when they're successful, we're successful. So that's our point. We want to make people successful. So, uh, so yes, while my role has changed, you know, a little bit because I was always trying to make uh, our agents here in Florida successful. Now it's about making franchisees successful. So it is on a much, it's on a global basis. It's making global decisions. It's making um, uh, system changes that are a lot harder to implement. So it's, it's really kind of, I think our, my goal is, is become less, you know, my, my processes become a little less nimble and I have to be more macro than micro. And so that's how it's changed. Yeah. Well, I like that. You know, you've always been in the business of helping other people succeed. So in that aspect, it hasn't changed that much. So before we wrap up, um, 
if you could give pieces to advice of business owners that are thinking about franchising their business, things that you wish you knew before you started the process, what would one or two of those items be? Well, number one, my first advice would be, please talk to us. I mean, talk to me, uh, talk to the executive, talk to our franchisees who now have experience on how to do this. Because again, it's, it's a good, about doing good deals for good people. We are going to give you, we, we have so many shortcuts. We have so much knowledge that instead of beating your head against the wall, trying to figure this all out yourself, I think we could quickly tell you whether or not you're ready to franchise. So, so number one, just talk to us because I think we can help you. And, you know, number two is, um, it's a different game. You have to be ready to kind of change your position as a business owner and think more globally and think more macro. Uh, you know, if you haven't read the E-Myth, uh, that's a great book to read, uh, about stop working in your business and stop working on your business and processes. Uh, so I think you get a lot more introspective about what your processes are. So, so I think that's kind of the first step too, is kind of look at your business and say, is it ready to be replicated? Yeah. Great advice. I mean, look at it easy to replicate, seek advice from advisors, and then get more macro and work on your business. So Andy, that's great. Some great insight to the growth of Transworld and how it became the global franchise it is. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing the story. Looking forward to hearing everybody else. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, welcome back. It is time for Listing of the Week. And we have Erin Bean from our West Palm office. And uh, she's got a great deal uh, that just came on the market. And uh, she's going to tell you a little bit more about it. Hi there. So uh, we have an excellent business um, somewhat in the construction side without actually having uh, the construction type of business. It's all a service-based company in the flooring industry. Um, basically service, servicing South Florida and the Treasure Coast, a uh, great place to be if you're looking for an excellent business. Um, it's very easy to run. It's been in business for almost 40 years. They actually had done work all over the country as well as internationally, but now they focus in a very uh, nice demographic where they have repeat clients. Uh, over 90% of their clients are repeat every 18 to 24 months. They need to have um, their flooring restored. So it's a very nice company. Um, very easy to run, easily uh, run by someone that's absentee or partially absent, absentee. So how much are they asking for the business? They are asking $4 million and uh, we are per, uh, processing the SBA pre-financing right now to um, open that up for opportunities for possible buyers. And it makes about a million dollars every year, pretty consistent and very easy to run, very little overhead, has six employees. So great books and records, obviously, to get SBA financing. Yes, absolutely. Great. Sounds like a good deal. It's time to move to the Treasure Coast. Okay, we're back and we're with Jason Anderson, Director of Franchise Development here at Transworld Business Advisors. And, you know, we're in a few businesses at Transworld, but one of them is the franchise development business where we help people become franchises. And it's a great service. And obviously, Transworld is kind of the first customer of itself to, you know, going 
We talked a little bit about our franchise journey with our partners, United Franchise Group. But internally now we have that division here at Transworld and we help, we help so many people become franchises and Jason and his staff do an amazing job. So I want to introduce Jason and give us a little bit more background of what it takes to become a franchise. Well, Andy, thanks for the introduction. But what we do is we always start off with our clients by doing what we call a free franchise feasibility study. What I found is that most business owners have never really sat down and kind of looked at what other options for growth. Right. You take that small mom and pop restaurant there, see that the, all the national chains exist and all these national franchise concepts, but they haven't really figured out how do I become that next household brand? And what we do is we sit down with them and help them kind of walk through kind of what their growth path looks like. We help them explore corporate opportunities for expansion. Should they go out and raise investment capital? Uh, do they have a licensable opportunity? But what we found is for most small mom and pop businesses, there's really almost no other logical way to grow except for franchising. That is leveraging their brand and experience, utilizing other people's resources and maintaining complete branding control over that concept. And what we've developed is a simple four-step process to really demystify uh, the business of becoming a franchisor. We start off by doing what we call a strategic planning with them. We're gonna look at uh, who are all the franchise competitors that are already out there in the space. What have they done right? What have they done wrong? What are they charging for royalties? What are their franchise fees? Most importantly, we need to be able to identify what makes that business unique. Why would somebody buy this franchise opportunity? And believe it or not, most small business owners don't really understand the financial modeling of being a franchisor. So we help them walk through what should your franchise fee be and what does that entail? What is the average royalties in your industry? We help them walk through that entire process. We're going to look at developing target markets and territories and areas for them. Uh, we're going to look at what's their sales and marketing goals. Are they realistic about the opportunity of being a franchisor? Most importantly, do they have the capacity to support those franchisees? Believe it or not, this is all step one of our process. We initially started doing this all for absolutely no charge, just to do a free franchise feasibility study with them and walk through all those things we discussed. Once we've done that, and we go through this whole process, we're going to build a 40 to 50 page business plan. We then work with them on developing all the legal requirements for being a franchisor. We've partnered with provider law firms all over the country. We work with them to draft their disclosure documents, the franchise agreements, and most importantly, teach them what those things are and how to use them in common buyer questions and concerns. Most business owners don't have a 60 to 100 page operations manual. Our team can come in and build the operations manual. That's step three. Our final step of our process is once you have all of that, what do you do with it? How do you actually go to market, find franchisees, talk with them, and sell franchises? After our initial program, we spend an additional 90 days with them, helping them generate leads, go to trade shows, and ultimately, hopefully, close deals. So like I said, we start off all of our engagements by doing a free franchise feasibility study. Uh, we then walk them through a four-step process if they decide to become a franchisor and help them launch as a national brand. It is a, it's an amazing process and Transworld has been through it. I've been through it myself and we've been super successful in the process. You know, that sounds like it costs millions of dollars uh, and it's pretty reasonable to kind of get started, right? It, it is. What's, what we realize is you're right. I mean, there's definitely attorneys charging several hundred thousand dollars to do this type of process. Uh, we wanted to build a program that, 
most entrepreneurs can actually obtain and kind of strive to be. So our entire turnkey package is only $59,500. And when we look at that, when we work with most clients, they see a return on investment on the first one to three franchisees ever. Meaning not to throw out too many mathematical equations here, but if you sell a franchise for a $30,000 franchise fee and you have revenue of $500,000 at 6%, so you collect $30,000 on the franchise fee, and you collect 6% of 500,000, that's another $30,000 in royalties. If you help one franchisee do that ever, you make back $60,000. And when you look at becoming a franchisor versus opening up other corporate locations, it's a fraction of the cost and probably a fraction of the risk. So we put together again, a complete turnkey package for right under $60,000. And we only feel comfortable working with the client if we could show the financial modeling should pay for itself with less than three potential franchisees ever. If somebody's at four, maybe I'll work with them. If it takes more than five, I wouldn't feel comfortable even working with them to become a franchisor. It's a great program. Thank you so much, Jason, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Andy. So we're back and we're with Tipton Schankweiler from United Franchise Group. And he is in charge of the international department here at UFG. And we're going to talk a little bit about expanding your franchise uh, internationally and what the international markets are doing today as far as franchising is concerned. So, Tipton, welcome. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate the the time and looking forward to talking about United Franchise Group. We're currently in 70 countries. We've got about 1,600 franchise locations, and we are seeking all kinds of emerging markets this year and going into next year with our strategic planning going on right now. We've identified about uh, 20 new markets that we want to be in. So we're really excited. So is there any one country or, you know, it seems like the economy, of course, is getting better here in the United States. But is it is does international kind of follow that or is it kind of unique in different markets? I'm sure it's unique in different markets. But, you know, what are you seeing as far as like U.S. franchises going over there and vice versa? Well, you know, a lot of the shows that we go to, Andy, we see a lot of new great opportunities there that would be excellent to bring into the United States. And we have the great value of obviously working closely with yourselves, uh, with Transworld Business Advisors and the United Franchise Group family. We also have seen a lot of good opportunities here, our own brands included, but other companies that we're affiliated with in maybe a, a service level, contract level or something like that, that would be excellent to go into a lot of the emerging markets that we're identifying. So we see this. I, I think this is a, you brought up a gr- great point uh, that United Franchise Group through Transworld, we have a lot of opportunities for buyers to make investments and especially for expats. So, ex, you know, people who are from other countries perhaps want to go back and bring a United Franchise Group brand with them or people from other countries that, you know, are familiar with the United States market, but maybe have family back there that they could put people in business. Absolutely. You know, we see those opportunities all the time, especially being here close to Miami, near where our headquarters is here in West Palm Beach. We see a lot of those different opportunities where uh, they're looking to open a business here in South Florida, uh, but they come from somewhere in Latin America and there's reciprocal opportunities that we found. In fact, it just came up today where we have somebody that's looking at our Sonorama brand and they're looking at opening up in Miami, but they happen to be from Uruguay. And they have a business back in Uruguay that's in the the same industry, the signage industry. 
and we're looking at awarding them a master license now. That's great. I got to meet that gentleman today as, as well. So, and you've done a great job with Transworld. We could talk about a little bit about Transworld expanding globally. Uh, you know, obviously some of our first markets, which you, you know, UFG was very familiar with you, uh, Australia and, and the UK. Uh, but there are some emerging, emerging markets out there that were, you know, you're looking at Transworld as, to expand to as well. That is correct. That is correct. So, you know, we're looking at Germany right now. In fact, I'll be heading off to Frankfurt in the next couple of weeks. We've got a show there that we'll be exhibiting at. I'm also doing a big social media push for Transworld. And I'm also working, Andy, with our uh, United States Commercial Services Division located right in Frankfurt. And they're doing what's called an international partner search for me for Transworld. So we're, we're excited about that opportunity and, and looking forward to some great results. Well, I'll tell you firsthand that UFG has been a great partner in helping us uh, expand globally for Transworld. And so that just gives everybody who works with the Transworld agent to franchise their business. Uh, and that we have the, our partnership with United Franchise Group that they can help people take their franchise internationally. So if anybody ever wants to uh, contact a, a, a Transworld agent and consider going international, uh, that's that's a meeting they could have down here just like they did today, right? Yes. We open our doors to all kinds of opportunities uh, like that, Andy. You know, we've got prospects that come in routinely from around the world. And and certainly, you know, that's an area that we're focused on. So if you know of anybody within the Transworld Network, uh, we want to know about it. Please contact uh, myself or anybody from my team, and we'd be happy to have those conversations. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Exciting stuff going on worldwide. Thanks for tuning into our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like, but you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.